0: Hello, I'm Gargi, host of Text-to-Task Simplifying Education. I believe that we can be inspired every day. Thank you for joining me today. For updates, follow me on Instagram at Gargi Speaks. In today's episode, we take a deep dive into the Turkish education system. Join me as we unravel the intricacies and highlights of education in Turkey. Turkey, a country bridging Europe and Asia, has made significant strides in its education system over the years. With a focus on quality and accessibility, the government has implemented various reforms to ensure that every child has the opportunity to receive a well-rounded education. Today, we are joined by Damla Bahadir, an experienced teacher who will enlighten us about the Turkish education system. Her wealth of knowledge and expertise will provide valuable insights into the education landscape of Turkiye. With a career spanning since 2006, Damla has taught in primary and secondary schools and currently teaches in a high school. She's also worked as a Comenius assistant in France for eight months. Damla actively engages in professional development, attending seminars and in-service trainings. She holds a master's degree in using augmented reality technologies for teaching English as a foreign language. Her insights will provide valuable perspectives on Turkish education. Let's now begin the conversation and delve into Damla's experience. Thank you, Damla, for joining us. I also thank you, Daniel, for this lovely opportunity. Uh,
1: it will be a very nice experience for me. And uh, yeah, thank you.
0: Allow me to begin with my first question. Can you share your background and experience as an English teacher in Turkey? Okay, I have been teaching English for 18 years now. Um,
1: I have worked in primary schools and secondary schools mostly. And I got my CELTA certificate uh, last year. And I have been working in high schools too now. And next year, I hope I will be in a high school. And I have attended many seminars and trainings to keep up with the new approaches in ELT. And I am an open alumni, thanks to this uh, opportunity I had last year. And that's it. (laughs) And I am a teacher in uh, Istanbul, (laughs) Turkey.
0: So what are some of the unique challenges and opportunities you encounter when teaching English in a Turkish context?
1: okay um yeah there are lots of challenges but uh, the primary one is the motivation here i think it's the very common one in in the world too but uh, motivation is 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 a real challenge um because um english is not the second language in turkey it's a foreign language and we don't see we don't hear english when we are outside it's not very common. Yeah, we have tourists and everything, but it's not our second language. So students are not very motivated to learn English if they don't have any goals uh, about their life. You know, if if they have like, um, if they want to be an engineer or uh, a doctor, yeah, they are interested in learning a foreign language. But when they don't have any dreams about their lives, and I work in disadvantaged uh, areas. <laughs> it's a problem. And also uh, we have exams. You now at the end of the secondary years and um, high, high school, we have two exams and English is not very important there. So they, they say, why do we have to learn English? We can learn it when we are in the university, in the preparation classes and stuff like that. So motivation is a challenge for me. And as an opportunity, I can say that English Uh, Is a highly demanded language, you know, on a global scale. uh, You know, for professional development and stuff like that. As I said, for the students who have goals, who have dreams about their lives, and also, um, you know, technology and everything, they are all in English now. And to keep up with the technology, they have to learn English. And and we we are a country uh, where phone uh, is used a lot and. Technology is used a lot, so they have to learn English, and that's an opportunity
0: for me. Building on that, I'm curious to know, how do you balance teaching English as a global language with promoting and preserving the Turkish language and culture in your classroom? Um, that's a very interesting question and
1: a very sensitive thing, I want to. Um I don't understand that. Do I have to, you know, um, work on preserving my culture when I teach a language? I don't understand that because English is not, as I said, English is not a second language here. It's a foreign language. And, you know, Turkish is my mother tongue and English is a foreign language. And I learn it for some practical reasons uh, because it's the lingua franca and i need it for my job and for to keep up with the world in terms of technology and everything but learning a language does learning a language affect my culture that much you know should should it be a concern concern for me i don't get it um because of that uh, i find it very weird very different question but In our policies, I see that concern because we have very few lessons. And when we ask, you know, why why do we have such few lessons? They say, you know, it may affect our culture. How come? We should know that. I think we know that language is, is something alive. You know, it evolves, it develops. We lexicalize new words and stuff like that. So we change words. So it's not because of English or learning a language we use, you know, um, non-Turkish words, let's say, or in non-mother tongue words. It's because it's the nature of language. So I don't do any specific things to, you know, have this balance because I don't find it very meaningful. And in my context... Okay. As English is not a second language, it cannot affect my mother tongue. That's what I believe And I'm very good at Turkish and I'm good at English. Uh, my Turkish is better than my tur- English. <laughs> so I don't think we should be very worried about
0: it. You know? As you have said in your first response that motivation is an issue. So on a very similar note, I want to ask you, In what ways do you encourage your students to engage with authentic English language resources, such as literature, movies, or music? And how does this impact their language acquisition?
1: Yeah, Um, thank you for the question. And I believe authentic materials are very, very important in language learning. Um, I um, prefer using authentic materials, especially the books. When I, okay, I don't have any... Um, And you're right to choose my own book as I work in public schools. But sometimes we ask uh, the parents to our desire to use some books from worldwide publishers. Can I say the publishers? No, right? Okay. Um, So when I use those books, um, I see that my students are more motivated because they say, wow, we are using the original book, the, the, the English-speaking people, I mean, their language is their mother tongue is English, and they, they write this book and we use this book, we understand it, and they, they feel more motivated. And um, so uh, that's part of, uh, that's for the um, books. And along with the, such books, I use music, movies, and books, and some pieces of, of course, some parts of books, in my lessons, and again they feel this feeling, They're, oh, we we deal with real English, we can understand real English, and as they expose to the real English, um a- again, I say they feel motivated. And um and also, you know, in our testing you said language acquisition. Actually, what we do is language teaching and from the students is language learning. But when you use, I think, authentic materials. You also trigger language acquisition because they, you know, in in the in those authentic materials, there are not specific um, patterns. Uh, there are other um, daily, you know, how can, daily language patterns. Let me say so. They 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 see it, they they hear it, and they just acquire the language uh, simultaneously. I, I teach them and they, they, they also acquire the language, I
0: think, that's what I'm <laughs> Moving forward, I would like to ask, can you share any innovative projects or activities you have implemented to enhance your students' language learning experience and their understanding of English speaking cultures? Yeah, I cannot say if it's um,
1: innovative, but I like international projects a lot. You know, like uh, I was a communist uh, assistant in France when I first became a teacher, um, and I wrote a project to to work with uh, students from four different four other countries, and it was. a, a a very good one because my students said oh we have friends from you know foreign countries and yeah we talk and we have to talk and we have to use real english and stuff like that i like such projects and also exchange programs i try to do my best to be a part of such projects and i also i'm also interested in uh, MN activities model united nations activities such activities i think uh, you know students have the chance to use their English in a real, in a real environment, you know, they have to speak English and it's very meaningful and real. Yeah, I, I do such things.
0: As a master of augmented reality technologies, what role do you believe technology plays in English language education and how do you integrate it effectively into your teaching? yeah definitely it's important we have
1: to use it now we're talking about Chat gpt and um, now education i think it will be something totally different with Chat gpt i'm very impressed with that one and augmented reality is something very old now and we should use it but we should know where and how and how much also because sometimes we use it a lot and it becomes Ineffective. You know, you can teach train just using a flashcard. You don't have to, you know, use very complicated technologies. I mean, for example, augmented reality to teach train is time consuming, I think. Uh, so I prefer um, using more traditional uh, methods to teach some patterns but then use technology to differentiate my lesson. You know, if I use traditional methods a lot, they will get bored because they are alpha, beta, whatever generation. So I have to integrate technology a a little bit in my lesson, but, you know, I should know where and how. And yeah, I, I use it in all of my lessons, that's for sure, but, Sometimes I use it a lot, sometimes I use it at the end of, sometimes I I use it as a homework, you know, um, yeah, but I use it. It's important, of course.
0: Could you elaborate? How do you promote lifelong learning and encourage your students to continue developing their English language skills beyond the classroom? Yeah, um, I... I, I Okay, I
1: think uh, what I can do is just to motivate my students, and to motivate my students, I do the things that I have mentioned just uh, a, a minute ago. You know, I I use authentic materials, and I give them opportunities to use English in real in in real life. I mean, you know, they're in an conference and they have to use English. They are in, in Italy, they're in, uh, in Spain and they have to use English because it's the lingua franca. We, cannot, we don't know Spanish or French. So I I give them such opportunities and they see that they they can use it and they need it and they they go on learning the language. Um, for example, one of my students uh, we went to Spain, I think, with her, and like ten years later, uh, I I just uh, came across this student, and she told me that after our project in this Comenius it was now it's Erasmus plus in this project, I I realized that I like um, uh, being in a different culture, learning a different culture and. She said she attended this Erasmus exchange program in the university, and now she's a teacher like me. And I felt very proud and I see that, yeah, if I you know manage to motivate them, it will promote lifelong learning and everything. It's not just language learning, also, absolutely.
0: Dalma Bahadir, we sincerely appreciate the time you have dedicated to us and the invaluable knowledge you have imparted. Your expertise has greatly enriched our conversation and served as an inspiration for continuous learning and personal growth. We look forward to staying connected and continuing this dialogue in the future. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much. I enjoyed the conversation a lot. And yeah, thank you for this lovely Lovely interview.